Yes, I am. How are you this morning? I'm better now. I was actually wearing headphones that I was did not have plugged in and had my headphones that were plugged in sitting on the table, so that caused some uh, problems. Oh, uh, well, I'm glad it wasn't me actually speaking like an invisible language, so we're in good shape there. No, we're good now. We're, we've made the connection. Um, so the uh, Anthrocon, the, the furries, mm-hmm. it's always very fascinating to a lot of people. Um why don't you give us a, a brief history, a little bit of how this whole uh, convention, this, this this movement, really came about, and how big it is, and 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 maybe you know some of the misconceptions. I know that a lot of people have a lot of crazy ideas about what it actually is. So why don't sure. you just give us a little brief overview like that? Sure. Well, in a nutshell. Um... The furry fandom, and that's really just a cutesy name for it, is really a fandom of what we call anthropomorphics. And that's a a $5 word for really a nickel concept. It's being a fan of any kind of a a character that looks like an animal but walks and talks like a human being. So think Mickey Mouse, Bugs Bunny, Scooby-Doo. If you like things like that or mascot characters like Tony the Tiger, maybe the old Egyptian god pantheon with Anubis and Ra, things like that, animal heads, human bodies. That's what Anthrocon is really all about. It's really being fans of characters that are that look like animals, but they have human qualities. It's really been going on, you know, since the Egyptian times. It's a, it's a very old concept. The fandom itself, as it stands now, really kind of got its, its start in the 70s, 80s, and 90s through fanzines. And with the advent of the internet, those kinds of fans didn't have to write letters in comic books to talk with each other. They actually started talking online. Uh, conventions started coming about. People gathered. It's grown. Um, now it's a, a situation where conventions are routinely getting five, ten thousand 10,000-plus attendees on an annual basis. Um, and these are people that are animators, cartoonists, costume characters, which are probably the most visible of the fans. But they're also writers, musicians, uh, stand-up comedians, all kinds of people. And then there are those that just want to come and enjoy what everybody else has to offer. The one thing we always mention about the furry fandom is where most fandoms tend to be fans of a particular property. Like if you're a Star Wars fan, you're a fan of something George Lucas created. If you're a fan of Peanuts, you're a fan of something Charles Schultz created. Furry fans tend to be fans of each other. We create our own personal characters, whether they're comic strip characters, cartoons, animated characters that can walk around in a costume. And when you give those characters any kind of personality or any specific traits, if people like them, they become fans of them. So we're really fans of each other as opposed to fans of something that was created on a business or a corporate environment. So um, you, 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 when, so when we see a lot of these characters coming, you know, uh, when we see a lot of these characters, co- you know, walking around town and whatnot, most of them are not, mm-hmm. are not characters from like movies and things of the such. Correct. Um, the vast majority of these characters came straight out of the minds of the people wearing those costumes. Uh, they do commission costume builders to be able to create these, these costumes. And we actually think of them as wearable works of art. The average price for a full-bodied character costume now is somewhere in the realm of between six and $10,000, with them going all the way up to $20,000 if they incorporate animatronics, electronic LEDs, uh, blinking eyes, ears that can move, muzzles that can snarl. Uh, the more complex and technologically advanced the item is, the more expensive it tends to be. But because these are hand-carved, hand 
typically sewn uh, on a one-off basis, they are not inexpensive. Uh, they, they tend to, like I said, have a five to 6000 price tag at a minimum now if it's a full head-to-toe costume. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the thing about it is when you see all these people, now what exactly do you guys do at these conventions? That's the other question people have. Okay, so you so, dress up in the costumes. What else goes on? Great question. There's really a large number of things that do go on. There are a lot of panels, and some of them deal with costume creation, how you can build costumes, sculpt the heads. Some people uh, actually have different kinds of interests. There's a group of uh, furry fans that are also automobile fans, and they have a meetup to discuss how they've modified cars, how they've restored classic antiques. One of our staff members actually typically goes downtown in a classic Model T Ford. Um, there are panels dealing with just socializing from different regions. So there is a Pennsylvania meetup group. There are fans uh, from Europe that want to come in and they want to meet people from the state. So they'll actually have a European meetup group. There's an online thing uh, where people that meet and talk in virtual reality have an ability to come together at this one place in the convention and meet each other face to face for the first time. Uh, there are also dances. There are stand up comedy routines. There are concerts. There's a vendor area where people can come in and commission artists to draw their character in the style of their choosing, whether it be super cartoony or something a little more realistic. There are also uh, people that can take commissions for the costumes or just sell T-shirts and comic books. Um, it's really a very social environment. And the, the main focus of what people want to do is having fun. Um, for the most part, everything is pretty lighthearted. Uh, people walk around. People in the costumes like to stand and take take photographs. Some of them like to perform. They like to do little uh, little stand-up acts or little mimicry acts for people just to make them smile. Uh, and that's really kind of what I really enjoy doing. I'm a costumer myself. And I like performing just to see people smile and interact and kind of have that one little bit of magic that makes your day a little bit brighter. Now, how many people are going to be, do you think, at this convention? So last year, Anthrocon had over 9,700 attendees. Uh, it was 9702 is the official number. This year, we, we know for a fact over 10,000 people have registered uh, in advance. Typically, we have about 60% uh, to 40% uh, pre-registration versus on-site registration or 65, 35, something like that. So we know there will be over 10,000, but we've never had this many people pre-register before. So we're not going to really try to guess what the final number is. Uh, we just want to make sure we have enough badges for everybody that comes in so they can actually get one. But we, we do know it's going to be in over 10,000. Just how far over, though, we don't have an idea at this point, just because we don't know how popular it's going to be. Yeah, uh, and, 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 and uh, that, that brings a lot of revenue in for the city, doesn't it? It does. So uh, I was speaking with Visit Pittsburgh uh, last week just to confirm some updated economic impact numbers. This year, Anthrocon is estimated to have an economic impact to the city of Pittsburgh of around $14.5 million over the course of this coming week and weekend. Wow. That's a big, that's a big, big, uh, uh, so is it's, it's Thursday through Sunday or for Friday through Sunday or what is it? Yeah, it's uh, our opening ceremony, uh, which is just kind of a welcome to the convention is now on Thursday evening, just because it's gotten so big, we need the space. So we had to push it back a little bit. Um, but it will be Thursday evening through Sunday evening. Uh, and for those coming into the downtown area, we are going to have the parade and block party. The parade starts at 2 p.m. on Saturday afternoon, weather, you know, weather permitting, of course. The block party will be closing all of Penn Avenue from 9th Street to 11th Street to vehicular traffic, so it will be completely pedestrian. 
Uh, a lot of the fursuiters will be out to meet and greet people. You can take photographs. There's going to be a marching band out there that plays in fursuit, so they'll be playing a little music there. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. And if folks are heading downtown up until then, you might notice uh, downtown Pittsburgh is starting to show pole banners. And if you look at the corner of Penn Avenue and 10th Street, you might notice a little addition to the street signs at that intersection. Might have something to do with Anthrocon. Uh, okay. Uh, so uh, you're, you're basically taking over the city for a few days. I don't want to think of us as taking over. I kind of like to think of it as just we're a very welcome visitor. And okay, we really yeah, well, we love being there. Yeah, I was going to say, John, what is your reception? You know, there's a lot of perceptions about, uh, you know, the Anthrocon and the furry movement. And, you know, there's a lot of, you know, stereotypes and whatnot. But what is your reception when you're actually moving around town and there's people that aren't participating in the, in, you know what I mean, in, in the uh convention and you and you interact with them what has your reception been it's generally been very positive um there most people don't realize that anthrocon is unique to pittsburgh there are many furry conventions all around the world there's over 40 of them um, there's actually one for virtually every week of the year if not more than one per week however anthrocon or pittsburgh is anthrocon is known for the reception in pittsburgh it's very warm very accepting uh, when a lot of our attendees come out onto the streets, especially the ones in costume, the restaurants downtown tend to have a lot of sidewalk cafe tables. And people will just sit outside, people watch, take photographs. They'll talk to people that have come in from out of town. Um, you are going to have in Pittsburgh people from all six inhabited continents. Um, there will be people from, I believe, over 40 countries coming in. Uh, and so it's very international You'll have to see a lot of different costume designs and a lot of different art designs if people are outside, you know, drawing on those tables. But the reception has generally been super positive. Um, one of my favorite things is when I come in and take a taxi going through the Fort Pitt Tunnel and, and seeing downtown Pittsburgh. The taxi driver usually asks, you know, when I tell him I'm going to a hotel, well, what are you here for? When I say it's Anthrocon, they're like, oh, the furry convention. I love it when you guys are in town. <laughs> um, we, we typically get very, very positive responses from just about everybody in town. And it, we like to reciprocate that. We, we like to show Pittsburgh how much we love them, how much we enjoy this city. It really is kind of a, a very special city. It's probably one of the greatest American cities we have just because the people are so darn great. John, I appreciate you uh, bringing, uh, uh, you know, uh, taking a few minutes to talk about it all. And of course, it sounds like you're going to have a really a, a, a great weekend, of, and uh, we will probably uh, see some of your uh, people all around town. Absolutely. And if you're going to be downtown, just remember there will be a little bit of congestion with the street closures on Saturday. Um, it's not anything we're trying to do intentionally, but we definitely want people to come down, have a great time with us. And if we don't see everybody. Uh, we just want to wish everybody a happy 4th of July coming next Tuesday as well. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, thanks, John. I appreciate it. And happy 4th of July to you as well. That is, <laughs> you too. All right. That is John.